In this bulletin, pressure on Hamas and Israel to extend their truth as it enters its final 24 hours. The government's Murray-Darling buyback scheme under scrutiny from the opposition. And in sport, climber Ocean Mackenzie has qualified for the 2024 Olympic Games in Paris. With the latest SBS News, I am Julien Allier. The four-day truce between Israel and Hamas has entered its final 24 hours on Monday, with attention now turned to whether it will be extended. Israel is facing mounting pressure from the families of hostages, as well as allies such as the United States, to extend the pause in hostilities. Its leaders have been keen to dismiss any suggestions of a lasting halt to the offensive, but say they are open to using the built-in mechanism which will extend the truce by one day for every 10 Israeli captives released. Hamas has signaled willingness to extend the truce by two to four days. However, one potential complicating factor is the fact that some hostages are believed to be held by groups other than Hamas, including the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Al Jazeera has reported that the PIG is currently evaluating the merits of extending the truce. National Party Senator Perrin Davy has criticized the deal struck between Labour and the Greens, which will allocate hundreds of gigalitres of water to the environment in the Murray-Darling Basin through Commonwealth buybacks. Labour agreed to key amendments in exchange for Greens' support for the bill, including improvements to transparency and ensuring First Nations people play a stronger role in decision-making. But Mrs Davies says the amendments have also stripped protections from farmers, which had allowed buybacks only if their socio-economic impact was neutral or positive. We've just heard that the minister acknowledges that buybacks hurt rural and regional Murray-Darling Basin communities. But they don't care because this bill removes the socio and economic test for water recovery under that 450 gigalitre plan. But Greens Senator Sarah Henson-Young says the return of water to the environment is a necessity that requires immediate action. Now for the first time, the Minister for Environment will have a legal, enforceable obligation to recover the 450 gigalitres and deliver real water for the environment in full and on time. The truth is, you can't eat cotton and you can't drink mud and there are no jobs on a dead planet or a dead river. New research from RMIT University shows that highly skilled migrants are often faced with barriers to employment that leave them doing low-skilled work while skill shortages continue throughout the economy. Dr. June Tran is a lecturer of business at the university and led a study looking at 50 recently arrived Vietnamese skilled migrants who were subject to discrimination throughout the recruitment process. She says barriers to employment leave migrants underutilized and the Australian economy underdeveloped. We need migrants to feel in different positions. But then when they come in, it takes them a few years in order to bounce back to their work. That time is wasted or underutilized. And that is really um, negatively impact for the economy because those ones who come in and who are supposed to be uh, to join the workforce and, and fill the skills shortage, they can't find jobs. 
Green's leader Adam Bandt says the Labour government should draft a new mandatory gas code of conduct that does not incentivize new gas projects. It comes as the Greens prepare to move to disallow Labour's code, saying it encourages corporations to open new gas fields. Mr. Band says while there are elements of the code the Greens are open to discuss, such as price controls and keeping gas onshore, the code in its current form would contribute to the worsening climate crisis. If Labour wants to come back with a different version of the code that doesn't encourage the opening of new gas fields, we're up for that discussion. But Labour's answer to the climate crisis is to open new gas fields and that's not something the Greens can support. And to sport, climber Oceana Mackenzie has qualified for her second Olympics after winning the boulder and lead event at the Oceania Selection Trials in Melbourne. The 21-year-old was Australia's first female Olympic climber when the sport debuted in Tokyo and she proved untouchable in the weekend competition. The medal events have doubled for the 2024 Games after the speed format was separated from the boulder and lead tandem, which is Mackenzie's speciality. I am Julien Oyer, this is SBS News.